We're going to welcome Bellflower up. Yeah, we need to do this a little differently because I know this is the third one, and the wall's <laughs> getting full, and the desk is getting full, and so I know also that uh, it takes more than the pastor to really pastor the church and lead the church, and uh, your pastor, I'm sure, is doing a wonderful job, but that support of the pastor's wife is so very, very important. All of us know how important that is, and uh, especially in longevity. And so on behalf of the Arizona Southern Baptist Convention, I want to present a certificate of recognition awarded to Chloride Baptist Church, Chloride, Arizona, in recognition and celebration of 125 years of faithful ministry in the community of Chloride, Arizona, on this 11th day of September, 2016, and it's signed by our executive director, Dr. David Johnson. Well, it is really an honor to come to Chloride and celebrate with you on such a momentous time as this. And uh, I really appreciate being here and, and uh, some of the guests that I know from different parts of the state and some of the uh, relationships that uh, as I've been here in the state for a while now. And uh, God has blessed us and give, given my wife, Susan, raise your hand, and, uh, and I uh, a ministry here. Uh, and we have really, really uh, enjoyed uh, the diversity of our state. We have such a diverse state. And God has blessed us with rich people. And it is an honor to be here and to get to speak to you today. And as a reminder on some things and some things to look forward to as well, because I, I just got to thinking as I was praying about this and as your pastor had asked me to, to come and to speak to you, I got to thinking about why is our church really valuable to the community? Why is your church valuable to this community? And uh, I felt like uh, Brother Tommy was, uh, was really speaking right to that, don't you? He was really giving details and personal experiences, having been up here and been your missionary and now a church planning catalyst of the North American Mission Board, Arizona Southwest Convention, for this whole northern region up here. Uh, I didn't think really Tommy had enough to do, so I really want to give him the whole region. But we, I am so grateful for his work and his involvement and his love for this section of Arizona and this part of the kingdom that God has laid on his heart and, uh, and his, uh, his family, his wife too, Laura, you know, they have really poured their lives up here, as you well know, and uh, we really appreciate them. And I appreciate Pastor and his wife coming to this place. We got to meet them first at the new challenge uh, that we give as an orientation to our state, and uh, we learned how far they were coming because I think they broke down, really, getting there, right? <laughs> And I knew they were dedicated people from there on out. <laughs> so we, uh, we had a good time there getting to know you and getting to know you better. Well, why is our community, why is your church really, really valuable to this particular community? And again, 
I'm going to speak in generalities, but I'm going to speak from what I see in the scriptures as a part of, of how we ought to look at ourselves as believers and then as a collective body of believers to this community. Because I don't know this community like you do. But I do know that God has a purpose for us. And in 1 Peter 3.9 it says, Not returning evil for evil or insult for insult, but giving a blessing instead. For you were called for the very purpose that you might inherit a blessing. And oh, that song we just sang, it was a blessing. Wasn't that great? That was just right in. I was hoping we'd stop right then because it led right in. But a blessing, you're to be a blessing to this community. You know, since we as followers of Christ Jesus will inherit a blessing from God, then God wants us to be that same kind of blessing to others. That godly living that Peter described in chapter 3 of 1 Peter is a blessing to others as God is a blessing to us. And as a congregation of believers and community together, the church, we are intended to be a blessing to our community through our godly living. It's really about God working through us individually. One of our church planters shared a story. Now, this is one of the church planters in Surprise, Arizona. And he shared this story of one DPS officer who was attending his church plant. The DPS officer was telling a church member, I worked in Gamble, Alaska. It has a population of 681, about the size here, or about double the size here, but still pretty close. I tried to get close. <laughs> he said, I also worked in another community with almost the same population. Gamble was a terrible, had a terrible reputation of having the highest domestic crime per capita in the nation. But the other community was peaceful, with children playing and very few disturbances. The church member said, well, what do you think made the difference? The DPS officer, who was not a Christian, said, the peaceful community had a good church. It made the difference. Do we see ourselves as a good church? Does our community see us as a good church? Do you think that since one of our purposes as a church is to be a blessing to the community, then when we are a blessing, the community thinks of us as a good church? That's a worthy goal, isn't it? On this anniversary, think of the blessings that you as Christ's body, the church, have brought to this community. And I love how Brother Tommy did that with chloride. Gives you a real memory help, doesn't it? Thinking about those specific things that have, this church has blessed the community. And I want you to think a little bit more. I want to think how you have blessed this community as a member of this church. Think how God has used you and worked through you to do that. Well, and just to help spur some of that, the church has really, in general, provided opportunity for spiritual guidance and stability in a chaotic world around us. 
and you know about the chaotic world, it passes by you all the time over here, and I'm sure some stop. Provides opportunity also to feed the hungry and destitute. This church has done that, I'm sure. You've consoled the hurting and the lonely. You've helped meet emergency financial needs. You have proclaimed the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news. You've provided a place for funerals and consoled the bereaved. You've provided a place for weddings and celebrated with the newlyweds, I would guess, in 125 years. You have become a faith family when relatives have rejected them. You have provided community when a person had none. And there are many other things that I don't know, but God knows. And then ask yourselves this question, if I could suggest this. How does God want to bless this community through us in the days ahead? You know, this is about looking back 125 years. But we also live in the present. And we have the future to look forward to. And God has a future for this church. He has a future for you individually. So let's look ahead. Remember, as believers, we are seen as righteous in God's sight. Little children, make sure no one deceives you. The one who practices righteousness is righteous, just as he is righteous. 1 John 3, 7. So remember, when it goes well with the righteous, the city rejoices. And by the blessing of the upright, a city is exalted. I realize you may not refer to Chloride as a city, but this is a community, a town. It's a place. And that's what Proverbs said in 11.10, one of those truisms. So let's celebrate how this church has been a blessing to this community and give God the glory. If we had time and weren't dependent on speakers, we could have a testimony time. What has God done in this community over the years? And you may want to do that at some time. I'm just suggesting, of course. But something like that to remember. And then another reason your church is valuable to the community is that you make disciples. You make disciples. Why do I say that? Jesus says in Matthew 28, 19 through 20, he says, Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, including our community, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you, and lo, I am with you always. Go, make. Make what? Disciples. Baptize. Teach. Teach what? Disciples. What Jesus commanded. He said to teach what Jesus commanded. He said, teach what I've commanded you. For example, Jesus said, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another in, even as I have loved you that you also love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. John 13, 34. 
What I want to address from the action words of Jesus in this verse is the word observe. To observe when you look it up means to fulfill or take part in. It means to get involved in it. Not just to sit back and observe it, but to observe to the fact of its action. You're involved in that. We are usually good about acquiring knowledge as Southern Baptists. We usually have Bible studies. We have those opportunities. We have materials galore. We have Lifeway resources, publishing. We have all kinds of Bible studies and books on the Christian life telling us how to do this and how to go about that. But just as Apostle James admonishes us, he says to be doers of the word, so we must always follow our knowledge with an obedient attitude leading to application. So then, how does this mandate to make disciples make our church valuable to the community? Well, as a church, if we are truly making disciples, not only will these new followers of Jesus Christ have all the heavenly benefits described in Ephesians chapter 1, but they will begin to think and act differently. Through obedience to Jesus, these disciples will learn to put on the new self, to walk as new creatures in Christ Jesus, to walk in such a way as to reflect the likeness of God, their Heavenly Father. They will lay aside the old self, characterized by Galatians 5.19 through 21, which says, Now the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmities, strife, jealousy, outburst of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions, envying, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these. But these disciples will lay aside that. They will put on the new self and begin to exhibit at Galatians 5.22 the fruits of the Spirit, which is love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. These disciples' character will produce in their community good works and also learn to love their community. Since we are created in Christ Jesus for good works, as it says in Ephesians 2.10, these disciples would become a blessing to their community where they live, work, and play. And as members of a local church, the church will bless their community and as a result be valuable to the community. Now I say that with a picture forming in our minds because as we think about the past, we see the list in Galatians sometimes, don't we? Individually, and sometimes even as a church, as they have as a collective body, an image within the community. We lay that aside as believers in Christ. And we look to the future that characterizes the fruits of the Spirit. But it starts with us individually. Individually, we must walk day by day in that, depending on His power to do that in our lives. Then collectively as our church, our image in this community, it will truly be a blessing. It will truly be what God has us to do as we fulfill those two things of making disciples of being a blessing to the community 
And finally, of giving glory to God, because that gives glory to God. You know, Susan and I had the privilege of investing, and this is just kind of an example, but it's something that really is close to my heart that I can speak again individually about. But Susan and I had the privilege of investing in two new disciples of Jesus for the past three years. Before responding with their hearts to the gospel, they were an example of Galatians 5, 19 through 20. They came from a gang, prison, they were immoral, drug addiction, anger filled their lifestyles. But when God got a hold of them, their lives have dramatically changed. From belonging to a gang community, Johnny has become a valuable part of a church family community. From spending time in prison, Johnny has been freed in soul and spirit to serve others and contribute to society and the community. From an immoral lifestyle of living together, Johnny and Merlinda have been legally married and are growing in their commitment and marriage to one another. From drug addiction, Johnny and Merlinda have been freed from the slavery of these hurtful habits and are developing better habits in their lives through the power of God. From a lifestyle of anger and purposelessness, Johnny and Merlinda have peace and purpose as they minister to widows, give to the poor, open their apartment to others in need, share the saving grace of Jesus with former acquaintances, and have family members say, you have changed. Instead of tearing down the lives of their community, they are contributing to the lives of their community. And much of what they are contributing through is the local church. And as a result from the good influence of individual church members living godly lives in their community, the community is seeing the church as valuable to the community. I really like the vision of Proverbs 4.18 which says, but the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn that shines brighter and brighter until the full day. Henry Blackaby believes when a congregation fulfills this purpose, the purpose of being a blessing to their community, while glorifying God and making disciples, they have God's power, his pleasure, and his provision. That's his promise, and I believe that too. I believe that as you go forward and as you look forward, you will have God's power. You will have his pleasure, and you will have his provision. You know, on our website, which is a church planning website of the Arizona Southern Baptist Convention, it's at uh, azchurchplanning.org, you realize we have over 100 communities that need a church in Arizona. And that's just a part of what our leadership has identified. They're in the process of identifying more and more places that need churches here in Arizona. And these places are where communities need to be changed. They need to have the example of godly living, of believers. Being a part of that community banding together, encouraging one another, as it says in the back of your bulletin in Hebrews, do not forsake the assembling of ourselves together, but encourage one another, 
and all the more as you see the day drawing near because it is and I realize that this church here is even in 125 years I applaud you as starting work I understand that you've started a church in First Kingman you've started uh, that was First Kingman you've started Dolan Springs uh, and I believe also you've started First Baptist Needles and that's all that I'm just aware of at this time. And uh, so I applaud the fact that you have that vision. Don't lose it. Keep the image of godly living, of being a blessing to your community, of making disciples here and out, and continuing to give it all the glory to God. And when you do, he will provide provision, he'll provide the power, and he will take care of you. He will do what God can only do. And when he does that, you invoke his pleasure. As a church valuable to this community, let's continue to celebrate the blessings and look forward with anticipation to what God will do through us. And as we walk in faith as individuals and as a church body, glorify God, make disciples, and be a blessing to your community. And while fulfilling these purposes in faith, appropriate his power, his pleasure, and his provision. And I would say that a third time because it is so important. Why don't we stand? Let's stand, please. And I want to just take a minute on a momentous day like this. It's also a day of commitment, a day of saying, God, what do you want me to do? So I'm going to encourage you and challenge you this morning. As you stand here and as you bow your heads, I want you to just think, because it's, this is going to be your commitment to our Lord and our Savior, your Lord and Savior. And I want you to just think about some of those things that you've been involved with in this church that God has worked through you. And I want, first of all, if you'll just thank him for those. And thank him for what you know this church has done in this community. Would you just do that quietly? And then I want you to also, as you're quietly thinking about and reflecting, Think about what God is, might be wanting to do through you today in the future. It may be to take that first step to heal a relationship. It may be to take that first step to begin to pray regularly. It may take that first step to be studying your Bible with someone else as well to encourage them in the word. It may be uh, now that God has been calling you to even take leadership within this church and get with your pastor and talk about that. Maybe something that is not being fulfilled right now that God has only gifted you for and the only reason that's not happening in this church is because you haven't surrendered to him so that he can use you to do that because blessings will follow.
And today, if, if it's something, too, that in your own life you have been considering about becoming a believer for the first time, let me encourage you to do that. What a wonderful day. And ask him to forgive you of that old self, those past sins, and the fact that you don't know him really from your heart. And ask him to forgive you and then tell him, I'm repenting of that. I'm turning from that. And I want the future to be about you. And I want to become now a follower of you, of Jesus Christ. And Jesus will save you right now. Father, we just thank you so much for this time. Lord, we thank you for this church. And we just ask for your special blessings, Father, as each member, Father, before you, committing to again follow you and to do whatever the future holds for this church and this community and outlying communities in the world. Lord, I pray that you will use this church in a mighty way and continue to in a mighty way. And Lord, I pray for a special blessing upon Ralph and Lynn, Pastor Ralph and, and his wife Lynn. Father, I just pray that you would bless them and I would pray that you would bless the other leaders that are within this congregation. And Lord, I pray that you would bless those that you have gifted to, to be a part of this this congregation as well, to teach, to lead, to, to take care of the facilities, to, to sing and to, to worship you in song and, and uh, do the finances, to do all of the details that are involved in a body getting together that gives you praise and glory and God honor. Each of those tasks, each of those things are very important in your sight. And as we fulfill them, we evoke your pleasure. And I thank you so much, Father, for that. So again, we just ask for your blessings upon us this morning. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.